take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Now, that's not the part I, I think of in this, this is an extraordinary story. It's got a few details you probably missed, which are really a key to how God wishes to act in our lives. But Peter, you know, there's, 11, there's 12 guys in the boat, at least. Maybe there were others with them. And Peter's the only one that had the courage to get out of the boat. And would you have the courage to get on a boat on a choppy sea and walk? And if somebody said, come and walk on the water? Uh, that's what I thought. I wouldn't either. So Peter gets out, and then when he starts to sink, Jesus catches him and says, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? It's like, come on, Lord. There's 11 chickens in the boat. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, you know, he always wants more. This is the, this is, I'm always telling him, I said, you know, when somebody says they get a harder cross, I said, well, you passed the last one, so he raised the bar, you know. Um, this gospel is so interesting. I, I call it the voyage of life. And in, in it's, in fact, the, one of the, the four extra Eucharistic prayers are the, called the journey of life, where Christ accompanies us on the journey. I was thinking about, at one time, I don't know how many of you have been to the National Gallery of Art, but when I was there, there were these extraordinary paintings by Thomas Cole called, somebody corrected me on the name of this, it's called The Voyage of Life, not The Journey of Life, but The, uh, the, uh, the Voyage of Life. And they're, they're just, they're absolutely huge. They're about, basically, they would cover almost this whole back, each of these four paintings. I don't know how he possibly did this, and he did many others. Really, really good American painter. And he, each one represents a different stage of life. And I bought the, the paper copies of it and got, got it home on an airplane. That last I ever thought about them until I saw them online and bought two of them. I can't find room for four of them, so I bought the two that seemed to be the most meaningful. But I wanted to just tell you what they are. You might find some, 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 some similarities in your life in this gospel. The first huge painting has got a baby in a little pond and just starting out. And there's a guardian angel in the boat, you know, with its wings covering this baby. And, and none of us remember being in this picture, but, but there's pictures, you know. We have pictures of us in various <laughs> positions, you know, as babies with, with think the guardian angel and everything's great. And the next one shows is, the next one is, uh, I actually have this one. Good luck seeing it, but I'll, this is to prove I actually own this. Uh, it's, I, sh- we should, I should have found a way to put this on the overhead, but we can't use the overhead and do live streams. That's why we don't have music up yet. We're still working on it. But in any case, this one here shows, the, here's the angel uh, behind, wishing him good well. This is a young man now, off to seek his fame and fortune and all that stuff. And he's in this boat. He's got his, you know, like, like, a, like, uh, know, like Hercules or something, or one of those Greek myths. He's going out to seek uh, the world. And here's the river. It, there's, there's, you can see that something's going to be coming. Here's a, a mountain, and here's like the Taj Mahal, or like heaven in the distance, you know. And uh, it's meant to be a biblical thing. And so uh, there we are, full of, full of uh, you know, it's like when you're first married or you enter the seminary, in my case, and you just think, oh, you know what's coming, but you're just full of, you know, courage, I guess. And then this one is the most interesting. <laughs> this is the one, at least this is the one I'm in. Uh, this guy is, is, here's the boat all battered and stuff. The angel's still there, but, but this guy, 
this is a, this is a very um, this guy's been through a lot. He's begging for mercy as the boat sinks. He's going into these rapids, you know. And anybody feel like this right now? Um, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I think we'll pass this one out next week on holy cards. <laughs> and it, you can see the storm is here and the, and the wind and the waves. This looks like the worst part of the Grand Canyon. And this thing is, this boat definitely isn't going to make it. And in fact, there's a, there's, there's a skull in, in it. Somebody apparently died in this boat. And, and, but up here is the angel watching the whole thing. Just like Jesus on that, on that hill, watching his disciples sink. And he's doing nothing, apparently. And then the, then this, uh, the last picture which I don't have yet since I'm not in that picture. None of you, well, some of you might be. But here we are with, he's an old guy, and he's just uh, a real old guy, probably about 60, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> hey, when I was 21, 60 was old, okay? And anyway, uh, he is coming into port, and it's just like the baby scene, you know? It, the tranquil waters and the angel ready to greet him, and everything's cool. And it's over with. The ride is over with. It's like Disneyland, you know. It's over. And suddenly, uh, you, you've been through something. And uh, it's, he's about to disembark into the world of the future. It's a, a wonderful image of Jesus here. You know, he tried last week to get away, as we know. And he managed to get a few words to God on the boat, halfway between here and there, out in the middle of the, nowhere in the waters. Same place we find the disciples when Jesus was out there, it's nice and calm. When he sends the, God, the disciples back that same way, they get to that same spot, and they're going like this, you know. And so Jesus get, hit, hits this right angle last week. All those people are there. He puts his own needs aside, uh, takes care of them out of kindness, teaches them for hours and hours, multiplies the loaves. Then he tells everybody to beat it. He's that same boat, which probably belonged to Peter or James and John, that 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 boat, and which is, they're rather large, these boats. Don't think of a dinghy or something. And they would get on there, he, and he made them, he said, he said, get on that boat and cross, and I'll follow you later. I need to be alone. Now I need to be alone. He goes up on a hill. There aren't any mountains around the Sea of Galilee, but there's some pretty tall hills. He goes up there and prays. Off they go. But, you know, they're, they're fishermen, and they know the sea because the sea has these squalls that will come up out of nowhere, uh, and they're very dangerous, so they, they watch the clouds. Jesus talks about this. You know you can read the clouds, but you can't read the signs of the times. If they see something like this, they won't go out that night. And they, no doubt they saw this thing, this storm. They thought, well, Jesus sent us out. We know that he can do anything, so we'll, we're, gonna, we're his followers, so we're going to do what he says. Off they go. And there's four watches of the night, you know, um, 6 to 9, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, and 3 to 6 a.m. So Jesus is praying through the whole, well, three quarters of the night. And everything's fine up to about maybe 9 o'clock or so, and then the waves start to come, and you remember the story, of course. They're, they're probably taking on water, and the boat's being tossed here and there. And, it, and we know that, especially boats of that era, it could be very, very dangerous. Very dangerous indeed. Many people lost their lives during this sort of thing. And they're, they're hanging on for dear life and thinking, why the heck did Jesus send us out in the middle of this? And what's Jesus doing? He's watching, like that picture. He's up there watching and not doing anything. Where are you, Lord? You're not doing anything to help, and it's getting worse and worse. And finally, 
at the third out watch of the night, about 3 a.m. 3 a.m., here comes Jesus walking on the water. And what would you think if you were in a boat and it's 3 a.m. and the moon's out and you see this, this, ghost, this ghostly apparition showing up on the water? Ah! <laughs> it's been bad enough. Now, here comes this thing. See, they, they've seen a lot of exorcisms and, and, and demons talking through people and, and people raising from the dead, so they're kind of getting used to seeing unusual things, and they're thinking, this must be one of those demons or something. And so, and of course, Peter, they call out, who are you? And he says, you know, it's, it's me, Jesus. Do not be afraid, it is I. See, just wonderful words while we're out in the middle of the sea and about to drown. <laughs> it's like, it is I. How do you say, how does this go? Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Maybe we should put that all on our, on our counter this week because... This kind of stuff comes up regularly, whether it's the coronavirus or something else. There's always something going on like this in life. And if we insulate ourselves, if we're so wealthy and powerful that we can insulate ourselves from almost everything, we've lost out because life is precisely that part. That's what life is about. We're, we're here to go through something, and we grow in those moments. We don't grow at all if we're just sitting on a boat in the harbor doing nothing. The boat is meant to leave the harbor. We're, we're built to, to travel. We're not built to sit in one place. You, you know, if you sit on rock with your investment, you're going to lose everything. And that's what Christ talks about with money, and it's the same with our lives. So these guys went out, and then they're getting caught. So Jesus then, Peter, of course, is very impetuous, and he jumps out of the boat, unlike all the others. He's the natural-born leader, see? And he's going to, he goes out and then starts to sink as soon as the... Uh, he realizes that the waves and the sea are against him. But what's interesting, I want to stop at that moment. The reason I went over that again is because the thing we often miss is that as Jesus is standing there on the water and Peter's coming toward him, just imagine with the wind blowing. You can kind of imagine him with kind of long hair. He's blowing backwards and his garments like these are blowing backwards. And, and he's, he's coming and he looks down and down he goes. And Jesus doesn't stop the wind and the sea and the waves while Peter is on the water. He stops it afterward. So Peter is still going through something, and Jesus still is not calming the waves. He said, don't be afraid, but he let them continue to go through this. They're, they're probably watching in horror on the boat as Peter starts to sink. They're thinking, maybe it really isn't the Lord. And then he, then he says that wonderful line, oh, you have a little faith. Why did you falter? I would have said, please, uh, don't, please, don't get in the boat. Get out, you know. It's like, what kind of friend are you? That's what I would say. Why did you make me go through this? And we see this over and over again. Look at Martha, uh, at Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. She's, she's, she tells Jesus, you know, you did wait till after he died. Uh, we believe in you, but you weren't very much of a friend here. That's basically what she says to him. And so Jesus has this habit of showing up at the last minute. And the reason is because all the growth is occurring in Peter while he's waiting to be rescued. That's why he likes to keep pushing the edges and the envelope because we only have this brief life to grow and then it's over and we, are, we come out of the oven and what we are then is what we will be forever. So the, the voyage of life is all about what we go through. It may not always be as difficult as this gospel, but there's always the risk of something 
You take a risk by getting out of the boat. There's no glory in sitting in the bleachers, throwing bricks at people, and never getting out yourself. The, it, many of the, uh, the saints have said uh, that J- Jesus has spoken through a couple of saints where he said that uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't grade, it was St. Faustina, this is the one, he doesn't grade on success, but on how we tried. Not on numbers, but on effort. So to get out and get in the arena, even though you may be unqualified, glorifies God more than somebody sitting in the bleachers that's afraid to get out. I told the Lord, I said, God, I'm not to be the last person in the world who's qualified to do this. He said, well, that's true, but the first 20 I asked wouldn't get out of the boat. <laughs> you know, so, so that's the way it is. And Jesus tends to pick people like fishermen. You would never pick for this job to lead the parish, to lead the, not the parish, but to lead his, his, his newfound church. But that's who he picked out. They had a quality that he wanted. It was down-to-earth, uh, real people that really had a, a feel for the land like he himself did. So this image then, and then right after that we find them there at the shore and it's over. The whole thing was a test. And I'm sure they never forgot that because it didn't get any easier after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. But our, our experiences are cumulative and as we learn, Jesus, if we have the spiritual maturity for it, we'll begin to pull back a little more and a little more as we grow in the spirit because ultimately he wants to give us the chance to love him without feeling, to serve him without seeing, to trust him even though it doesn't look too hot right at the moment. That's, the, that's really where the growth is. That's what, that's what he's doing. And at the same time, we're sticking it out for him. We're doing something. We're out there. We, we took the risk. We're, you know, we're still praying. I mean, some people, you know, it's been four months. How long has it been since we've had live streams and a lot of you can't come yet? And, but we're still in the boat. It's, it's a little bit rocky. You know, I, I say this every week. Are we growing in prayer? Are we trying things? Are we, we're, 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 you know, using other means right now to keep our spirituality going. And it, it can look a little bit terrifying for people that lost their jobs and this and that. There's a lot going on in this world, a lot going on in our personal lives, not just, not just corporately, but individually. We don't see the end. We know, that, we know God wins in the end, but we have to get there first. And so we don't know how long we're going to be on the sea. But Jesus wishes us to know he may wait till the very end. We may step out in faith, and he still makes us walk on the choppy seas. But in the end, he gets in the boat, he calms the waves, we find ourselves at shore, and he said, didn't you know I was here all the time? Just like that angel, watching, but waiting, letting us go through something on our own for him just once to show that we love him or we tried for him. Having the dignity of a human being to be able to do something for him uh, as free human beings that had a choice to get off, the, to get off our rear end and do something or just sit there. And that's, that's the choice each of us has to make. And in the end, he says, while we're in the midst of it anyway, courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Now let us stand as we profess our faith together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible.